Welcome to Top of the Game with Javier Sade, where we talk to amazing people that are shaping the world. These lightning round talks explore what makes remarkable leaders tick. Thinkers and doers pushing humankind forward and at the top of their games. Impactful insights, global perspectives, valuable wisdom you can use every day in your life and work. This is Top of the Game. Enjoy today's episode. Here's Javier. Hope for the future, Vanessa Velasquez. Vanessa is a young leader and should give us all hope and excitement about the future of America. Raised by a single mom in Vero Beach, Florida, she was most recently a White House fellow and attache to the Secretary of the Navy. She will continue to serve the country in an innovation-focused role at the Department of Defense. While she's had to learn an alphabet soup of strange government acronyms, she excelled and has been one of the youngest fellows in history. It's a remarkable program. Some past White House fellows include CNN's Sanjay Gupta, NBC Universal Chairman Cesar Conde, Director of the NEC and past Fed Board Governor Liam Raynard, and Compass founder Robert Refkin. Vanessa gained early and valuable experience at two of the most successful companies in the world, Apple as a global supply manager, and Amazon where she supervised crews at fulfillment center operations. She mentors Hispanic Scholarship Fund scholars and served as the inaugural director of fulfillment center and community engagement at Glamazon, Amazon's LGBTQ plus employee resource group. My comment, Glamazon is a pretty amazing name. She is the youngest top of the gamer hosted by the show. Vanessa Velasquez, welcome to the show. Thank you, Javier. So nice to um, be on the show. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. We're excited to have you. You were recently named and are now a White House fellow which is a remarkable program that I want you to explain in a second. But before we get there, can you tell me a little bit about your pathway from wherever you want to start until being at the seat of power in the most powerful nation on earth? Yeah, that's a really great question. So, you know, I think for me, my journey really just begins at a young age, you know, uh, living in, in Vero Beach, Florida. And I think growing up, I was you know, there weren't a lot of, you know, Latinos in, in my hometown. So it was just getting a lot of consistent no's of like, you're not good enough for this. Like you shouldn't go to, you know, any school outside of, you know, a community college or anything like that. And it was really, you know, disheartening to hear that. But I think that, you know, growing up with a single mom, like my mom was my example, like she's such a strong woman who, you know, after her divorce decided to stay here um, and be with me. Um, because I was born here. So she wanted me to have the opportunity to see her work really hard. That was very inspiring. My mom has so much resilience um, and, and grit. And so just basically never taking no as an answer. My mom always taught me like, you don't, if someone says no, that means that one door closed, but you can still find other doors and, and help open those for yourself. Um, so, you know, I went to Mississippi State University, which is, you know, very probably interesting and, and unconventional, but I actually loved it. It was a great experience. Um, and I actually remember that I really wanted to go into fashion. That was something that I was passionate about. And, you know, the universe had other plans for me. And so actually Amazon came one year for my career fair. And I just remember seeing Amazon and I was freaking out because I was like, oh my goodness, like this is one of the top companies. I'd love to work there. So I kind of just did a lap and saved them for last. Anyway, so, you know, fast forward, I was able to get an internship with them in operations. And I didn't know what it was. I think a lot of it too, for me is just saying yes in life for opportunities that come up. And that was one of them. I didn't know, I didn't take any supply chain classes, but I was like, sure, I'll go be an operations 
leader intern and did that for um, for a summer. I got hired full time. I moved all the way to Seattle, Washington to work at a fulfillment center there as a manager, fresh out of college, managing anywhere between 80 to 150 people who, by the way, were much, much older than me and had way more experience. And so I was so humbled to have that opportunity. And then I kind of just jumped around. Like I you know, wanted to go to corporate. That was something that I wanted to do. And I got about a hundred no's and rejections of going to fulfillment center to corporate. And finally, uh, a manager in mergers and acquisitions took a chance on me in HR. So I did that. And then I was ready for the next best thing, which was, you know, help be one of the first members on the Hispanic US business team that was focused on Hispanic consumers. And then after that, Apple recruited me to go help manage their capital equipment for the iPhone 14. And then shortly after that, uh, one of the amazing organizations that I'm a part of, the Hispanic Scholarship Fund, sent out an email about a White House fellowship. And I just remember looking at that and saying, wow, like this is amazing. I went on the website. I was like, you have um, alumni like Sanjay Gupta, Colin Powell, you know, Secretary of the Navy. And, you know, one of my really good friends from HSF said, you should apply. And I was like, are you sure? I don't, I don't think like I'm at this caliber. And she said, no, you like, you're perfect. You should apply. So six months later, um, I remember getting the call and the director, you know, she chatted me up for like briefly. And then she said, okay, are you ready to come to DC? And I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I, I got this incredible opportunity. There's just so much to unpack there. Um, and those kind of pinch yourself moments are really fleeting, but incredible inflection points in our life. I'm going to focus on one, one thing, importance of example. While we can talk about Amazon and Apple, uh, we're not. They're great, amazing companies, but the power of example in your mom and your community, which really is the foundation for everything else. Now in the White House, how do you use those lessons every day? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, you know, it's like seeing my mom, like she's a great balance of, you know, she has that, she'll give you that tough love, you know, but at the same time, she's incredibly kind and, and humble. And I feel like, especially when for me, I was coming into the government. I was the youngest White House fellow in my class. I got placed with the Secretary of the Navy working directly for him. And it was overwhelming. Like, I don't come from any military background. Like, couldn't tell you what the difference between an enlisted and an officer was at the time. To be honest, I didn't even realize that Top Gun was the Navy. I thought it was Air Force, which is super embarrassing to say. <laughs> but, you know, and I got a lot of grievances for that, which is funny now. But, you know, for me, it was coming in and really like understanding of, okay, like I need to come in and observe first in the organization, really learn like who the players are, who's making what decisions, and then start seeing like, okay, so what are some opportunities and like, where can I get quick wins? Um, and a lot of it too was just, there's so, you know, as you know, I'm sure in the government, there's a million acronyms for things. It's like, you're basically learning an entire new language. Um, and I'm like, is this harder than Chinese? Like probably. Um, but just knowing that I was going in there with the mentality of like, okay, I don't know anything. And these people have been here longer than me and they're able to guide me and just seeing me as a collaborative partner. I was able to use those skills of like seeing how my mom navigated, you know, she had it tough. Like there was times where she was working multiple jobs or it's like, how are we going to pay for me to go dance or play soccer? And, you know, it's just like the connections and the relationship building that I've seen my mom, you know, do growing up and, and until now, but also just being firm. Right. You know, even when we had, you know, people that were 
you know, changing our, our floors and then they were going to go later on their contract. And she's like, no, absolutely not. Right. I think that's where I get like a lot of my negotiating from, of, you know, like this is how like Latina moms do it, especially my mom. So I would say that those are the things that I've been able to take with me as my mom, you know, being my role model and how I was able to take that into the government. Yeah, for sure. The government is full of alphabet soups. There's no question about it. Um, in the little time I served, um, it took me a week to figure out all that stuff. But um, let's talk a little bit about pressure. You sound to me like the person, and you surely are, whose worst critic is yourself. And you put yourself into these pressure cookers on purpose to see what happens on the other end. And, you know, the, overwhelmingly, you've been successful at everything you've done. But can you describe, uh, maybe not when you fell on your face, or maybe if you have fallen on your face and you want to share it, great, but some kind of challenge or mistake or screw up that actually, in retrospect, was a good thing? Yeah. So I would say whenever I got my job on the mergers and acquisitions team, I did put a lot of pressure on myself and I was really trying to be impressive right away. And there was this one project that was definitely for somebody that was a level higher than me, like at a senior program manager level. And I definitely was not, I was new to program managing um, because remember I was coming from a fulfillment center and it was so overwhelming, like such a huge undertaking. Um, there was over a hundred stakeholders, technical, non-technical, hundreds of millions of dollars involved, various organizations at Amazon, and I had no idea what I was doing. And you can only fake it till you make it type thing. Um, and I just remember that my manager sat me down and was like, you're not performing. You're not doing well. Um, I'm not going to be one of those people who just puts you Im immediately like on a performance plan to like, you know, get you out of the company. He's like, I believe in you. And so that was like a hard pill to swallow because for me, it was like, I finally made it into corporate. I'm raised my hand to take this role. That's way like, I just... I bit way more than I could chew at the time, but this manager was incredible in that. I remember he put a whole Excel sheet together and basically put the examples with the leadership principle, like where I was doing good and like where I really needed, you know, to do better and was just coaching me throughout the process. And at the time, of course, like it was embarrassing and I was like, okay, this is not good. But in retrospect, I'm really grateful that that happened because I learned so much during that time period. And although I was absolutely overwhelmed, I'm grateful that I had a manager who believed in me and was going to develop me. And I made it through the other side um, and it ended up being really successful. And I think that that set me up for my professional career and other roles to follow because I really knew like what I needed to hone on in, hone, like hone my skills in. And so I'm glad that that happened. Amazing answer. And it doesn't surprise me that you are one of the very few and the youngest White House fellow serving the country. Thank you for your service. This is great for the country and great for you. I usually like to end the episodes. We can go on for days here. The whole point of the shows are to be kind of bite-sized talks, super-sized insight. And you told us a little bit about your sort of your personal background and stuff, but kind of to make it fun, we're going to do a little bit of a lightning round of kind of cool stuff you like. So you ready? Perfect. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> What's your favorite snack? Oh, I love goldfish. Mm, goldfish. And what do you drink them down with? What's your favorite drink? Okay, I'm really boring, but I am a water girl through and through. Like people at work make fun of me. 
Um, my friends make fun of me, but I just, I love water. <laughs> I like to stay hydrated. <laughs> That's a good thing. Do you have a favorite movie, book, or song? Okay, I would say that I love anything Bad Bunny. Um, I don't know, I just, anything, I, I think he's just an incredible artist. So really any song of, of Bad Bunny I'm really into. What do you tell all the young kids? This is the last one. What do you tell all the young kids going through Hispanic Scholarship Fund or any other kind of uh, formative, early uh career and educational experiences as they think about the future? Yeah, you know, I would just say that be persistent. I know that we live in a world where all you see on social media is people succeeding left and right, but you're not necessarily seeing the real struggles that happen behind the scenes. So it's okay if you get rejected. Like I tell young people all the time when they call me, they're like, oh, I didn't get this internship. I didn't. And I'm like, great, that's fine. You know, like let's reassess what went wrong and, and find a path forward you know, to succeed and you will get to your goal, um, regardless of how hard it is. And I also would just tell, you know, young kids, like the importance of, of networking, um, you know, that has taught me a lot, like your networking is, is everything and, you know, maintaining those relationships and not only that, but it's going to teach you about different roles and things that you probably didn't even know were out there. Um, so those would be my two things is just make sure that you're persistent, you're networking, um, and that just like never give up because, your dreams are possible um, as long as you, you know, continue to work hard at them and, and learn from your mistakes. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Sorry, that was like a long answer. But I, I think that, you know, falling on your face is really important. And that's where you learn the most. And I always say it's OK to have a, a day when you're upset, eat your Ben and Jerry's ice cream, you know, cry in bed all day. But the next day, like get up and, and you know, figure out how you're going to get at your goals. Happiness is not about having happy days. It's about when life throws you curveballs, knowing how to swing at them. Vanessa, yeah. you are amazing. Country's lucky to have you. And we very much look forward to seeing what you do next. Thank you for being a guest on the show. Thank you so much, Javier. This has been incredible. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. For information and links about today's guests, check out the show notes and visit Top of the Game dashthepod.com. Your host, Javier Sade, the show Top of the Game. Thanks for listening.